0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody! Oh, we got a little bit of a breeze here, so if we had some big lakes around here and some sailboats, we can go out sailing out in the lake. And uh, actually, we do we're kind of surrounded by, you know, we've got Buffalo Lake up here and all the mother ones. But today, I want to talk about sailing with God. And you know that a sailboat is uh well they can be big they can be small i mean back in the old days when columbus came over here they had you know a big ship big sails on them you know so the wind had to drive them over here um some sailboats are small so you can kind of go out there casually and leisurely be out in the water It'd be kind of peaceful out there as well but the thing about a sailboat is that it depends on the wind if you got no wind you're kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere with uh you'd have to use a paddle then to get from point a to point b and like i said sailboats come in all kinds of different sizes of course you know you can be out there sailing in a boat and then all of a sudden out of nowhere a storm brews up and that happens actually quite frequently in the sea of galilee the sea of galilee is kind of located like 700 feet below sea level they got the mountains there about 2,000 feet above above sea level. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, storms will come into the Sea of Galilee. And that's what happened in our reading today from the book of Matthew, where Jesus goes into the boat with his disciples. And uh, they're out there sailing. In Matthew chapter 8, we read, Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You know, Jesus is Lord over everything. But sometimes, you know, we always kind of think that, well, you know, if God's on his side, everything's going to be good for us. We're not going to have any issues. And that's not always the case. I mean, look at the disciples. They had all kinds of issues. They're out there in a boat. And they were obedient to Jesus. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. He needed some rest. Jesus was pretty exhausted from all the... uh, preaching that he was doing. And he kind of wanted to get away from everybody. So he goes over to the other side. But in the meantime, this storm comes up. And uh, the disciples are just like, oh, what are we going to do? We're drowning. And they finally wake Jesus. I mean, that's how deep of a sleep Jesus is. He, does, he doesn't he does recognize the fact that there is wind and waves and everything else going on out there. But he tells them, why? You have a little faith. I mean, look at Peter. Peter tries to walk on water. He sees Jesus. Can I come out there? You bet. Jesus. And so Peter goes walking out there, and all of a sudden he looks down and sees the waves and loses faith, and down he goes. And he asks Jesus to help him. There are a number of stories in the Bible where Jesus actually, or God actually, well, God, Jesus, it's all one, the same triune God, where they save people. One of them is like Daniel. Remember Daniel in the lions' den? And uh, the king said to Daniel when they threw him in the lion's den, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. Continually serve. The king recognizes the fact that Daniel continually recognizes and sees that Daniel will praise God at all times. And he says, You will always praise him. Let's see if he can save you out of this then. And at the end, Daniel says in 627, He rescues and delivers. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. For he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel is saved by the power of God. So Daniel is basically sailing with Jesus, with God in his life. Yeah, he's got his trials. He's got his tribulations. But, you know, you want to talk about tribulations and trials. How about the book of Job? That poor guy. My goodness. He he was in all kinds. of I mean, the devil goes to, Satan goes to God and says, Hey, let me, I'll get this guy. He's going to be away from you. And Jesus says, well, you can go ahead. Go down there. You can do what you want. You cannot take his life. I draw the line there and god tells satan go ahead and give it your best shot and job loses everything and still despite all of that despite losing his family his wealth and everything that he had even he he was even had leprosy he his body itself was in shambles and there were people around him his best friends if you want to call them that were trying to tell him Hey, you know, curse God. You know, he's not helping you out in this. Why are you worshiping him? Look at all the bad things that are happening to you. But Job never relented. He continued to praise God. As we should always at all times, in all places, praise God. And then there's Jonah. Jonah was given an assignment to go to Nivea. He was supposed to go there and tell the people to repent. And Jonah thought about that and said, I don't think so. And he goes running the other way and he gets on a boat and he's thinking he's he's gonna sail away from God. Little did he know that wasn't gonna work out so well. There was a storm that came up and the people on the boat were wondering who was responsible for the storm and they finally figured out who it was and they threw Jonah overboard. Now, oh, then he ends up being swallowed up in a fish, in a big whale. He's there for three days. And finally, he relents and tells God that he will go to Nivea. So the fish throws him back up on shore, and Jonah goes on his way. And see, there's all kinds of interesting stories in the Bible of, of uh, people who have been saved by God, but tell you what, they were in stormy seas. Just because you're along in the boat with Jesus doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing all the time. It even happens to to pastors. I read this story about this one pastor. I tell you what, everything that could go wrong for him seemed to go wrong. He was trying to sell his house and found out that his house had all kinds of problems. He uh, his daughter ended up with an illness that had to be in a she had to be in a body cast for like um, three months. There were just all kinds of issues. And he finally got to the church where he was supposed to be at. And there was turmoil there. You know, I still say, the, the, you know, you talk about politics in Congress. I think there's more politics in church sometimes than there is in Congress. Because sometimes we, it's got to be our way. We think we own the church. We don't own the church. Church belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to God. We're simply caretakers. I've been trying to get purple carpet in the church here and they won't let me have it. Says, let's have purple carpet. And no, oh, we're not changing carpet. Carpet's just fine. Why do we gotta change that? No way. Actually, I haven't been trying it, but I'm using that as an example that, and sometimes people will get upset when they don't get their way. And we should not be upset. We tried getting our own way. And Jesus says, you know, I am the only way. You want to come to heaven, you have to come through me to get to the Father. That's the only way you're going to get there. There's a story about uh, the Coast Guard and this uh, uh, guy that's on the ship. And there was a sailboat out there, uh, off the Long Island area, and a storm came up. And of course, this sailboat was in no match for the wind that was coming up. And neither, basically, was the uh, their 82-foot cutter. I mean, it's a pretty big ship that they had out there, the Coast Guard ship going out there. And the guy was just, he, he didn't know what was gonna happen. He was nervous. He was getting scared because the wind, the goat boat would go like this, and then boom, back the other way. And, and he was just getting scared and, and nervous. And, and it's just like, uh, we're going to go under ourselves, just trying to, to, to save these people. And then the boat would go up, and then it would come down, and oh, it took him six hours to rescue those people. And, and what he thought about was, well, I never read about the Coast Guard ever losing a boat in a storm, so maybe we won't go down either. That was the only thing that was going through his mind is, you know, the that, that boat has been good. In Isaiah 43, 2, we read, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. God is always with us. And maybe sometimes we don't think so. We think, well, where is he at? He's here. He's in each of the vehicles here. He's in each one of your hearts. You see, God wants nothing but the best for us, but he also realizes that while we're on this journey, we're going to suffer. We're going to be persecuted. And you know, one thing I could say about South Dakota is we could be so thankful that we are still able to congregate here together at Buffalo Lake, outside in your vehicles. Some states you couldn't even do this because of the, of the virus, of this corona, this disease, this whatever it is you want to call it that is going around striking fear into so many people. Luckily here in South Dakota, we can still congregate together. And we can sail here in our vehicle, so to speak and worship God in person. And if nothing else, you know, we can wave to everybody, you know, and that's kind of a good feeling, you know, because we're able to see one another, see our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, no matter what happens, storms will always hit believers as well. After all, God says he will make it rain upon the good and upon the bad. Storms will come upon the good and also the bad. You know, we're just kind of sailing out in this boat and we're trying to get through this life and we're trying to do the best we can and do the the precautions that are necessary and use common sense. God gave us common sense. Let's use it. You know, and sometimes, you know, people want to take risks. They will say, well, you know, God's going to protect me through this. Okay, so if you're saying God's going to protect you through this, are you testing him? When you know you're not supposed to go there? It's kind of like going on top of a bridge and you're going, well, that's not, that's not even use a bridge. Let's just go in a canyon. There's nothing but rocks there. And you're going to say, I'm going to jump off this and God's going to save me. Really? That's testing God. You should not test the Lord, your God. Do not test him. You jump off that cliff, I'll be willing to bet, you won't see the next day. Simple as that. Because God gave you common sense. He says, look, down there, there's rocks. You jump, you're gonna fall, you're gonna die, you're gonna see me sooner than you probably want to. And that's the way it's gonna be. Use our common sense. As we're sailing through this life, as we're as you know, Jesus is still in the boat with us. As the disciples are out there sailing along, Jesus is in the boat with them. But we gotta have the faith. He says, Why of you a little faith? Don't you still believe? I mean, these disciples have been with Jesus all the time, but still they get overcome by the elements of this planet of this earth. We get overcome by fear. And the fear is driven by the evil one. And Jesus knows that, and he says, Do not give in to fear. But believe in me. There are so many things that happen here. Uh, I'm going to read also from, you know, it talks about uh, in Galatians 2.20 about being with God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me how much of a stronger verse do we really need to understand that god is inside each one of us that we have given up our physical life to god and so that we can have the spiritual life that is yet to come and that is actually inside of us today in Revelation 18:17, for in 1 hour such great wealth has not been laid to waste, and every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance. God is at a distance, but he's also near to us. You know, we we hear, you know, the wind, it kind, it kind of comes and goes as the spirit kind of comes and goes as well. You know, the Spirit is there, and and uh, it is just so awesome of a feeling. And, and just, you know, the sun has come up this morning. We can have some beautiful weather, spring weather, and, and God is making everything new again because spring is coming. We go through the seasons, and the seasons are here, and God says, I will give you plenty of flowers. I will give you beauty. I'll give you rain. I'll give you green grass to mow every day. <laughs> Oh, yes, there's always that coming up, too. We've heard, you know, uh, the human ma- nature is just is, is fascinating if you think about it. We fertilize our lawn so that we can make it grow more, but we complain that we have to mow it more all the time. We're a creature of complainers. <laughs> the disciples were no different. They were complainers all the time. They were complaining about this or that. It's amazing that Jesus had as much patience as he did for us. And to think that He came down here for us. That He gave His life for us. So that we can be saved. You know, during all this time, there I read this interesting story too about this guy, he wanted to go on a ship. He wanted to go, they were on this uh, tour of the of the overseas. And it was really a cool tour. It had a lot of, of God's stuff in there as well, on uh, sites to see. And the night before, he had eaten some fish, and it wasn't very good, and he ended up throwing up. Well, the next day, they go and they try to get their ticket. And one of the questions on it was, did you vomit in the last 48 hours? And of course, he had to say yes. And he said, well, you're not fit to sail. So they could not go on that tour. Everybody else went on the ship, but they couldn't go. And there was another lady standing there. And uh, she felt sorry for him. She said, you know, there is a way around this if you really want to go through the trouble of doing it. She said, uh. She could uh, see. I know this would be risky and costly, but what you could do is take a 90-minute cab ride back to Rome, check in a hotel by the airport, and book a flight from Rome to Reggio for tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Once in Reggio, take a bus from the airport to the seaport terminal, then take a ferry from the seaport terminal across the Mediterranean to the island of Sicily, where the ship will be docked. When you get to Sicily, find a local doctor who will examine you. If the doctor declares you healthy and writes you a certificate of saying you are fit to sail, then you can take that back to the ship doctor and perhaps he will allow you to board. But you have to do all this by 3 o'clock tomorrow. Because that's when the ship leaves. And the guy says, what do you think we are? Superman and Wonder Woman here? Trying to get all this accomplished? But they did. They did all that stuff. And they they got their clean ticket of uh, health. They got back. 2.45, they came back. They had their, their good, the doctor gave them the good report. Said, hey, we're good to sail. Now that doctor gave them the good bill of health to sail. But I'm going to tell you one thing: there is some, there is a bigger doctor out there that has given us a ticket to sail to the promised land. And you know who that doctor is? Doctor Jesus. He gave us the bill of health to say, "You are fit for the promised land." I want every one of you to come up here to heaven. I have paid the price. I have said, you are able to come up here to heaven. In John 14, 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so the ultimate doctor, Jesus Christ, said, you are fit to sail for the promised land. With Jesus Christ in the boat, we're not always guaranteed everything's going to go well. Yes, there will be times of trials, there will be tribulations, and everything's going to be sometimes, if everything goes bad, it can sometimes go bad. I remember one time when I was out at lead, and uh, I, everything was going, I lost my keys to the apartment. my terminal that I was working at broke down. And I told Pat, the editor, I says, you know, the only thing that hasn't gone wrong yet is my vehicle. He says, "Uh, don't tempt the fates. And on my way down to Deadwood that afternoon, smoke came out the front of my vehicle. It was one of those things where anything can go wrong, it could go wrong. And that happens in our lives. But that doesn't change our relationship with God. Everything went wrong with Job. He still kept the faith. Everything sometimes can go bad for us. It's important that we keep the faith. Trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in him because he is our doctor and we want to be able to sail with God every day and no matter how good or bad the situation is, he is there for us. Give him all the praise and all the glory. Jesus Christ is our Savior today, tomorrow, and forever. And may the grace of God, which surpasses our understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We will sail away with God each and every day. All right, we're going to go ahead and, and gather the offering. And while we're doing that, Juliana is going to come up here and sing a song for us. Let's see, iPhone is three. So we got that. Okay. Put that on and you're ready, I'll turn up your mic. Thank you. Yep, it is.
1: say hey. follow everything I believe
0: Give her a round of honk of horns there.